Anybody ever get distracted? I had a distracted week. I was just, oh man, I was, all week I was just trying to sit down for this sermon, you know, and just figure out what are we doing? What am I going to be doing this week? And God, and every time I'd sit down to pray or um, whatever it might be, write, read, something would pop into my head. And it was either, oh man, I got to take Andrew to rugby practice, MJ to rugby practice, or music practice, or what songs are we going to do, or what is going on? And then, so Monday it was, all right, I sat down, and then I realized I had volleyball tonight. I'm like, oh gosh, now I got volleyball. Tuesday, sat down and I realized that I had to take Andrew to um, rugby practice. Wednesday, it was, um, oh, we had people coming over. It's like, oh, great. Thursday, realized I had Andrew's rugby practice again. Like, okay, Friday, then sit down Friday, and then um, MJ's rugby practice. Then Saturday morning, rugby practice. Saturday afternoon, I'm like, all right, this is it, sitting down to do it, done. Smash it out in like 30 minutes. Whatever. Realize that. Oh, we have a planning meeting. Oh, great. Okay, Saturday. Saturday night. I'm going, all right, this is it. This is it, God, you and me. How many of you um, actually heard what I just said? How many of you are looking at my left breast? How many of you have gotten distracted because of my wet breast? Huh? The wetness on my shirt. Yeah, gotcha. Uh huh. Be honest. How many of you are going like, what did he do to his shirt? Come on, it's all the ladies. Look, all the guys are like, so like, I didn't notice. <laughs> Us guys are like, yeah, we didn't know. Ladies, no. You know, you know when you guys get a haircut and you know when you get stuff. Guys are like, I think her hair looks different, but I don't know if I say something, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, no, it was a great week, actually. Uh, it was quite distracted, but there were moments when, like, any time when you sit down to pray and you're just like, all right, God, this is you and me time, and then you start thinking about dinner and you start thinking about stuff you got to do. And So the question this week, actually, was an interesting question. It was, how can I prevent distraction? And this was in the context of prayer. I often sit down to pray, and they ask, how can you prevent that? And And it's a cool concept, right? So... As we, as we get into this, I just want to, um, well, that will dry eventually, so you can stop looking at my man, my man boobs. <laughs> but but I, did, I did want to um, have a little bit more of a discussion this morning. How many here get distracted at some point or another? Raise your hand. All right. Who's willing to share their greatest distraction, the one that keeps them going, the one that seems to always get you? Anybody? Oh, oh, she looked at Dave for that one. Uh, Facebook and trade me. Facebook and trade me. Anybody else Facebook? Facebook? All right, who has an iPhone here? Let's get out the screen time app and just see. <laughs> How many hours are you really putting at work, right? Instagram? Instagram stories? <laughs> Bible, Dave. Anybody else? Bible. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave's Dave's going to help Jeanette with the laundry, and he's like, "Oh, my Bible's there. Sorry, sorry, I gotta read." <laughs> uh, anybody else? What's that one thing? Like 
have a quiet time. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, but then is God going to do my laundry? Is he going to vacuum my floors and clean my kitchen? Good question. Is God, God doing any of that stuff for anybody else? He doesn't do that for you guys? Gosh, I just wake up and somehow my house is clean and my laundry is put away and <laughs> dinner is made. Not for you guys? <laughs> What's that one thing? The one thing. Come on. You guys have a one thing. YouTube. Oh, YouTube. YouTubers? Uh, the worst thing YouTube did was put that autoplay on there and like the recommendations, right? You just go, boom, boom, and like Facebook videos. All of a sudden, it's just like, swipe up, swipe up, swipe up. Yeah, that was one of my distractions this week, to be honest. Television? Yeah. He, he's folding laundry while watching TV, right, Emily? <laughs> Kids or Craig? Who's more of a distraction? <laughs> Kids, yeah. How many? How many of your kids are a distraction, right? I remember I got so distracted one time. Um, let's see, Avery. I had dropped. Uh, I was going to drop Avery off at Kindy. <coughs> Jordan was tiny, so she was in a little car seat, and uh, I carried her out to the car. Andrew was a newborn in his little cradle carrier. <coughs> got Avery all ready, busted out to the to the car, and it was snowy. Um, so I had the garage door up, backed the car out, started the car. It's snowing all over the car. I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, I got to get this done quick. So ran Avery out to the car, buckled her in, ran Jordan out to the car, buckled her in, and got in the car and started to drive away. See the garage door going down? <laughs> See this little baby <laughs> in the car seat <laughs> as I'm backing out of my driveway. <laughs> I was like, uh, ooh, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I forgot my son. Anybody? <laughs> I might forget their son. Oh, my gosh. Uh, distraction. Distraction's an interesting thing, right? Uh, so in doing the research for distraction, distraction is uh, a root of two words. So dis, to be apart from or separated from, and traction, or a, um, it's actually like a dragging so if you think of being apart from the dragging you need to pull you forward as in traction on tires, you need traction on tires to pull you forward. If you don't have that, it doesn't do so well, right? So you're apart from being, having that traction in your life. And I want to be, um, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2 this morning, starting in verse 41. And can I just say this is probably the biggest distraction of all time in the history of the world. Okay, so you guys are doing all right. Every year... His parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, talking about Jesus, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Hey, I'm not the only one that forgot my kid. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, here we go. Anybody forgotten God? <laughs> God, where are you? <laughs> Jesus! Mary, I thought you had him. Joseph, I thought you had him. <laughs> Auntie Martha! <laughs> uh, Grandma Gwen, what the heck? I thought you were watching Jesus. 
<laughs> they were unaware of it. <laughs> oh, I lost my page. <laughs> Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Okay, I shut the garage. <laughs> a whole day. They didn't even notice. <laughs> I know you have those kids that are you're just like, oh, he's a good kid. Like Jordan, my middle child. She's so quiet. Sometimes you forget she's around. She's in her room watching her show, and you know, and you know, firstborns, they want to be a part of the action. The youngest want to be part of the action, but those middles, they just kind of go do their own thing. And sometimes you just Jesus was the oldest. Okay, just saying, he's not the middle child here. A whole day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days. Three days. Could you imagine that walk? Joseph, I told you. <laughs> Mary, shut up. <laughs> I told you, Joseph. Keep an eye on him. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, where am I? What verse am I on? After three days? After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Because it was Jesus' fault, right? <laughs> it was Andrew's fault that I left him in the house. Why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know? I had to be in my father's house. But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Wow. Biggest distraction in the history of the world, I would say. Where is God? Where is this son that has been entrusted to us? Where is he? Now, we have to understand the times. You know, they moved in caravans, massive parties of relatives going. And so it was kind of like if you were with all of your friends and family, we're walking, or all of us, we're just going to walk to the warehouse. Actually, we're going to walk to Huntley, and let's just walk to Huntley all together. I trust that somebody's got my kids, right? That's kind of the mentality of it, right? There was that closeness for it. That's why they started looking amongst their relatives and their friends first. Like, where is he? Have you guys seen Jesus? You guys know where he's at? No? All right. Where's that kid? So then they start retracting. Start going. After three days, they find him. Right? Three days, they find him. And I think it's interesting, Jesus' question here. Why were you searching for me? Think of a 12-year-old's mind. Right? He knows where he's at. He doesn't know where he needs to be. He knows where he's out. I, I love that it's just like Jesus is this kid. It's like a 12-year-old mind here. Why, why were you looking for me? It's like when I go for Andrew now, and he's stuck on Fortnite or something. Like, Andrew, I've been calling you for like 10 minutes. We got to go. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't hear you. <laughs> you needed me? Oh, dinner's ready? Oh, yeah, okay. Like they're so in that moment. And I love that Jesus was just sitting there for three days talking to the teachers of the law and stuff in this temple. And he was so in the moment. He was so connected to that moment, to these teachers and stuff. And he's like, ah, really? Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know? Didn't you know I needed to be in my father's house? And it's a great, great point there. Didn't you know? The question, how do I prevent distraction? 
Any ideas? How do you prevent distraction? Anybody have a successful way to prevent distraction? Anybody been successful yet at preventing distraction? Oh, Jenny, okay. Dr. Jenny over here. Listen up, people. I said partially. Okay. Um, I think identifying your distraction mm. and deciding what you're going to do instead of the distraction and write it down and look at it and then have a go. Sometimes it's successful. <laughs> identifying them. Yep, that's a good one. Identifying them. Who knows what their distractions are? YouTube, Facebook, some of them. But what happens when it's just like a text you're not expecting or a phone call you're not expecting? You can't really identify those, right? But you can pre-plan for those. Yep, good. Anybody else have any little distraction preventers? Lock the kids in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, how big is your bathroom, Melanie? Just lock the kids in there. <laughs> just go... <laughs> oh, mom, let me out. Which one of you big kids did that? <laughs> Re? <laughs> we know you. Actually, yesterday, oh, this is totally rabbit hole. But anyway, I'm going to go down it. Um, yesterday, I, uh, <laughs> the kid boys are driving me nuts. So I'm like, guys, pack up a little backpack and go down to the park and just go play. And usually they put up this massive fuss, but man, they, they actually did it yesterday. I didn't have to go with them. They went down, they drove down, they rode their little scooters down there, and they were gone for like an hour and a half, and Sarah and I sat on the couch, and we got to watch an entire movie. When does that ever happen, right? Ha! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think Jesus sheds a little bit of light into it. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know? And it's kind of saying, didn't you know me? Didn't you know I needed to be? Didn't you know me well enough that I need to be here? Didn't you know me? Well, are we not connected enough that you know that I need to be here? Why are you searching me for other places? And I think, I think one of the things that, that was revealed to me this week is this. Connection. Connection prevents distraction. Think about it. When you're sitting across at a coffee or a lunch and you're connected to somebody and you're talking and there's eye contact and there's phones may go off and you may go look down at it, but you come back to the phone and it, or you come back to the talk and you're talking to your kids as they're going to bed and you're praying for them and you're looking at them. There's a connection there and, and there's a lot of stuff going on around you. Still, the laundry's still there, the TV's still on, the phone is still dinging, but there's that moment when you're connected, right? Are you distracted in that moment, or are you focused on it? You know what your kid needs in that moment. You know what your spouse needs in that moment. You know what your friends need in that moment, and there's connection. So when we know what we're connected to, it prevents the distraction. And think of it this way. These shoes aren't going to get me up to Parangia very easily, right? See that? Lack of traction. Now, I get some hiking boots on there. What's the difference? Massive traction. That's going to get me up onto the hill, right? It's going to help me climb Prongia much easier because there's traction. Dis, apart from traction, without traction, you're not going to go very many places. 
Now when you're connected, those hiking boots connect to that soil, pull you up, and there's connection. Where does that distraction go? Where does that lack of traction go? Out the door, out the window, right? Think of a tank. The tank's, what's that called thing? Tread? Tracks? Tracks? The tracks on a tank, they don't have teeny tiny little treads on them. They have like massive, have you actually stood by a tank? They're actually like that big, those little slots that are horizontal across the track. Why? So it can go through anything. So it can get to the destination. It has massive, massive connection, massive, massive traction. So how do you prevent distraction? Focus on the connection. Focus in that moment on what you're connecting with. Prayer, how often do I sit there and I go, oh man, I'll, I'll squeeze in a little prayer. And it's kind of an off the moment thing. I could go for a little quiet time. I haven't really thought much about the connection before I've even connected, right? And therefore, I'm allowing all the distraction around me to distract me, right? How many times is Sarah talking to me, telling me something about work, and I haven't even prepared for that. I'm coming into, say, the room or to dinner and going, oh man, my pillow is going to be so great. I just want to lay down. How many times do you go to bed going, ah, you know what? I know Sarah likes to talk before bed. I know that. I know that I don't. <laughs> Do you think I get to bed early very often? <laughs> uh, I've learned to appreciate that, actually, um, because that is the only time we don't have all the distractions. And so if I can go into that room going, I know this is Sarah's connection time, that we can talk without all the distraction, then I can be focused on it. Now, I don't do that 100% of the time, to be honest. I'm probably 60-40. My time, her time. No, just kidding. Her time, my time. I think. Ask her. <laughs> Actually, she, another rabbit hole. I lay down and put the pillows like this. Call them pillow cuffs, like earmuffs. Pillow cuffs. She's like, oh, I know I don't need to talk to him right now. But <laughs> connection. If you know what you want to be connected to, and you know what to focus on to be connected, then you can avoid the distraction. So, when you're studying and writing your paper, when you're parenting the kids, when you've got them running around and you know that Craig is gonna cook you dinner tonight, Craig, uh, <coughs> focus on what you're connecting with. When you're sitting across the table from somebody next time and you are having a coffee, having a chat, focus on that connection. Notice the difference because connection prevents distraction. Amen? Okay, challenge this week. Connect to everybody you know that has been to the well or that would like to come to the well because next week is going to be an Everybody Sunday and we got a, some big announcements next week. Cool? Cool? Go connect with somebody. All right, when I pray, Father, thank you so much for the gift of connection, Lord. Thank you so much for the, for the I guess, the little, the little pebbles that Jesus leaves around, Lord, and all of these stories and all of these, um, his words, Lord, this, this great book of yours, Lord, about knowing somebody, connecting with somebody, Lord, these, these teachings, Lord, that we get to embrace. And may they always be on our lips, Lord, at the forefront of our mind, buried deep in our hearts, Lord. 
And then may, as we reach into this world, as we reach into our community, as we reach into our families, may they flow freely from our lips, Lord, to give you glory and to glorify your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming today.